everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. Uh, what can I tell you? Okay, this is actually my first time talking in the morning, and I'm happy to say my voice is back. I had completely lost it uh, yesterday. I sounded rusty, raspy, all the things. Argentina won the Copa America on Saturday. If you don't know what that is, well, look it up because it's pretty big for us. I have my whole life watched Argentina lose in the finals, in the semis, in penalties, and kicking it over the net and making dumb mistakes. But on Saturday, I finally got to watch them win against Brazil. And let's just say I'm so happy about it. My family and I all crying, dancing, screaming. So I had no voice and then proceeded to go out after. So lost it even more. But yeah, here we are feeling pretty good. Still riding high from that. And otherwise been good, been really busy. Update on my healthy habits of reading every night. Um, <laughs> I'd say about half the half the week. No, no, I'll say I'll give myself like 80% of the time I did it and I was good and I felt great. And then the other 20, I was watching Love Island. So Anyways, this week's episode I'm very excited for. First thing I want to comment on is just the sound. Uh, We were recording with one microphone in person. And so there's moments that it's louder or quieter or kind of like you can hear the mic moving around a little bit. We were just getting used to it. It was was a little bit more awkward and uncomfortable to lean over one thing than I expected. But happy to say that I got a new mic. So... We've we've leveled up people and next week's episode will already be live with two mics. So yeah, this episode's really interesting. I feel like I, I always love learning more about just like the interconnectedness of health, how like physical health and mental health are are one and the same. And yeah, just learning different like practical tips and tricks to improving your mental health through like what you eat and your lifestyle. What else? We also talk a little bit about like alternative career paths and yeah, just just deciding to do something different than what you expected and like maybe the backlash that you'll get from family, from friends, from just like people judging it and how to kind of deal with that and also just like our experiences with it. We talk about balance, classic every episode, (laughs) but here we're talking about the balance between trying to keep a very healthy lifestyle and also living your regular life and enjoying life and and how maintaining that balance is like really key to health. We also talk about blue zones and I realized while I was editing it that we didn't explain what that was and basically blue zones are just areas in the world where like maybe I should look up the exact definition. Let me look it up. Blue zone is a non-scientific term given to geographic regions that are home to some of the world's oldest people. So yeah, we just talk about one of them. But let me just tell you the other ones because we're here and I looked it up already. We have Icaria in Greece, Sardinia, which is what we talk about in Italy, Okinawa, Japan, Okinawa, Japan, yeah, (laughs) butcher every name, (laughs) Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. Oh, this is like a Seventh-day Adventist church. Very religious group of people. Strict vegetarian lifestyles. Live in a tight-knit community. 
Anyways, look those up. They're really interesting. But <laughs> yeah, I thought I would just point out what it was so that people weren't confused as they were listening. Yeah, I feel like you'll get some tips, some tricks, some free advice from a naturopath here. And yeah, I also just spurred out some random facts that I've learned through my years of listening to podcasts and reading books on this stuff. So I hope you enjoy the episode. As always, rate, review, share with a friend, follow on Instagram at don't worry, it's confidential. Let me know what you think. And that's about it. Love you all so much. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's jump in. This guest is the type of person who always makes me smile when I see her because of her extreme warmth and because she's usually pranking someone. We've known each other for 11 years and she's a wealth of knowledge in this area. So I'm so excited to have her on. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Mac. <laughs> Very kind. So this is our first live recording ever. We just leaned over a single microphone, so bear with us. So before we get started, I have my three kind of welcome, get to know you questions. So the first one is, what is your go-to ice cream flavor? It's a good one. I would say cookies and cream, but recently I've been into gelato, and so I've been going kind of fruity, which isn't like me, but I've been getting like mango. I'm dairy-free, so... Getting like good dairy-free gelato could be tough if the, if it's not fruity. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel like that's probably there's some good dark chocolate ones, but yeah. not not as good as the fruit ones. The second question is, if you could live in a fantasy world, which fantasy world would you live in? Like a book or movie fantasy world? That's a really good <laughs> question. Have you asked this one before? No, brand new questions every week. Like Harry Potter's on my mind because we're surrounded <laughs> by Harry Potter books. <laughs> Half the books in this. Uh, makeshift stand or harry potter i'm just gonna go with that i think that would be fun yeah i mean i feel like i couldn't pick another yeah another world just i went to um the wizard wizarding world like in universal oh. and it it was amazing so oh my god i think that's my spot i'm so <laughs> jealous i want to go there so bad all right the final one is if you could get one tattoo right now what would it be so picture a tattoo artist right in this room and you have to get something I'm down what, let's get what one. is it um i've actually been talking about getting one with some of our friends I don't know if you've yeah like um, oh <laughs> no like a small like a small like yeah. friendship one oh. um so we would all get like the same symbol I think we decided a lightning bolt lightning bolt and there then, was kind of like a theme of like galaxy at one point yeah. like maybe like a moon yeah very basic kind of very <laughs> but yeah probably a lightning bolt on my hip on your hemp. Okay, love it. So let's get into the topic. So this topic, it's a topic I've wanted to do since the start. We've we've had a little trouble scheduling with each other, but I'm so excited to talk about it because I feel like there's just so much knowledge out there. And in my year off, I really got into all those podcasts, as I said in the first episode, but one of the categories I really got into was health, food, just being as healthy as possible to like live a a good life biohacking and stuff like that just kind of figuring out different ways lifestyle ways to like live your healthiest kind of lifestyle and I just found it so interesting and I thought it was like a really cool like shift in perspective for myself like I I think women I have definitely gone through like times of feeling insecure about my body feeling like negative towards food or kind of scared of food just because of like the industry 
selling that or telling us that we should be different than we are and learning more about food was a really empowering kind of way to motivate myself to eat healthy not because I wanted to change my body but because I wanted to live my best possible life feel good in the morning feel energized feel like my hormones are in check feel like my mental health is being supported through my diet and yeah I just wanted to come here and talk about it because I don't think enough people really know and I think it's a privilege to kind of learn about it and I think everyone should be talking about this. Yeah, so I want to just start off just telling your story and how you got into the career path you chose and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I've thought back about this quite a few times just because I've told the story so many times. And I would say it started in my third year of university when my friend, I guess I can't say her name, but I had a friend move in with me and we started this like wellness podcast. Do you remember that? I, th- I don't know if you know it. Yeah, it was when you were on exchange. So we got into like cooking food and like working out a lot. Wait, you started listening to a podcast or you started your own podcast? No, no, sorry. (laughs) I I meant Instagram. Did I say podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. Sorry, I started my own Instagram. (laughs) And yeah, so we just like made food. Um, Just I just became more aware about my health and like what I was putting into my body. And from that, I started watching more documentaries And I ended up getting really interested into nutrition. I actually went vegan for a bit, which is a full other story, but it led me to seeing a naturopath, which Mackie actually recommended. So that was a big, big part of my career. And so I saw an ND in September of, I don't even know, 2018. And then I just talked to her about my interests and I realized I was really interested in this profession. So I ended up applying to CCNM, which is a naturopathic college in Toronto, within like a month of seeing her. And I got in and started in January. So it all happened really quickly, but I'm in my fourth year now and I'm now seeing patients actually, which is really cool. And yeah, I'm really excited that I chose this career path and it's it's been a lot of fun and a lot of learning. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like the first kind of place that I wanted to go was just like talking about like, how did you feel when you were choosing this or how did you feel when you decided to, because you wanted to go into medicine, you wanted to do something different. How did you feel like uh, deciding to do this instead? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really interesting question for me. I was really set on going to conventional medical school. Uh, I had like written the MCAT. I had gone to uh, life sciences in my undergrad. Um, So I was pretty set on that path. And I even remember someone when I was working at my dad's like office when I was in high school, someone brought up like, oh, you should look into naturopathic medicine. And I honestly just like laughed it off. Like I was like, I don't believe in that stuff. Like stupid nonsense. But yeah, once I started learning more about health and wellness. And then I saw an ND, I realized that there was so much power in this type of medicine. And I just like the, I just like how it is a part of your lifestyle. So it's not, not all just like pills and not that that's all that medical doctors do, but, and I think there is a lot of power in prescriptions, but I thought it was kind of cool to support the body more naturally, just because I think it can have a lot of like, for example, eating well, which fits well with this podcast, can have so many benefits on your health, like whether it's to help your mental health or to help your gut health or just to help, like you can do elimination diets to help with pain and there's so many things. But yeah, going into this profession, I was definitely a bit scared and definitely not embarrassed, but they're 
was like a bit of shame like because everyone I had talked to before thought like I had told them I was going to a conventional or I wanted to do conventional medical school so changing from that to naturopathic medicine felt kind of like I wasn't like achieving as much but I feel like now looking back like I'm so happy I picked this and I think that because the profession isn't as well respected as like conventional medical doctors but I've kind of just gotten over that and I'm like I don't even care anymore like I'm happy with what I'm doing so yeah but it's been a ride (laughs) yeah I mean I I think it's like an amazing career path and I think that there's so much value in like looking at things more holistically and coming up with alternative perspectives at the same time like I've no shade to medicine I've definitely believe in like both I think both things can be used but Mm -hmm. that's super interesting like having to kind of go through that mental hurdle yourself but how do you deal with when people say that stuff to you when they're like what is that or that they don't believe in that stuff how do you kind of deal with those I mean I feel like when people don't believe in it I'm not really the one to be like oh I'll like make you believe in it (laughs) like I kind of just like I'm like I understand because I was at that point in my life too a few years ago when I didn't see the value in this type of work so, I mean, yeah, it's, honestly, it just kind of sucks for them because they're missing out. But, yeah, it's definitely still kind of shitty when you're, like, talking to someone's parents or, like, I can't even think of an example, like, that's happened recently. But if you're just talking to someone you haven't really seen in a while and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm studying naturopathic medicine. And there's, like, an instant, like, oh, like, kind of, like, they don't really, I don't know. Even, like, my grandparents at one point were, like, as long as you like what you're doing, like, it's just like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like, it is a bit of a blow. But I feel like at this point, like, I'm so happy with what I'm doing that it doesn't really bother me anymore. You kind of just get over it. I feel like the first year was when I noticed it the most. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it's anything that's slightly different people are confused about and especially like older generations like literally my grandma called me when when this like she heard about this podcast and was like what is that like what are you doing she was so cute like very supportive but like so confused so I feel like people it's from lack of knowledge that they don't accept or like applaud what you're doing it's like just missing knowledge and maybe if they go out and get it in different places then they'll actually appreciate like what your profession can bring for sure yeah before kind of we go into it more, can you just for people who don't know, can you explain what a naturopathic doctor does? Oh, yeah, good question. So it's kind of hard to say everything that a naturopathic doctor does, especially because different naturopaths practice differently. But it's basically trying to support your own body in healing. So this is through many different things, such as diet, lifestyle, using botanicals and supplements or acupuncture. We're trained in traditional Chinese medicine. We're also trained in homeopathy, which isn't my favorite, but um, (laughs) that's also another discussion. But yeah, so we're trained in a bunch of different things, and we basically just do a really thorough intake for our patients and try to treat them really individually. So it's all about looking at the whole body and then using kind of all the tools that we have to try to get them to feeling their best. That's so cool, and I'm actually a recent patient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's amazing. Okay, well, let's go into some of the questions that I had. I guess where I wanted to start a little bit was just talking about the view of like food and kind of diet and Mm -hmm. um, how that word diet in itself has so much like weight to it. I feel like so many people have struggled with like body dysmorphia or eating disorders or disordered eating behaviors. And I'm wondering like how it's just kind of like flipping this way of looking at food as something kind of negative or surrounding like being skinny 
and transferring it to something that's like helpful. Was that something that you've like seen with patients, seen with yourselves, talk about in the program? Yeah, I mean, I actually remember when I was in my first year, I saw someone at my school's clinic and she was saying that she, like a big issue in naturopathic medicine is it's kind of hard to tell when someone's just coming to like be healthy versus when they're too healthy like kind of Mm. orthorexia or on the verge of some sort of eating disorder just because people can get such an obsession with their health and it's really hard to know when to draw the line between that being like okay and like actually healthy or it being very obsessive Mm. so I haven't personally seen it yet but I feel like it is something I will see And honestly, it's something I've seen like with my colleagues in my program. But it is something you see in this profession just because there's so much focus on health and like what you eat that sometimes people kind of lose sight of enjoying life and having everything in moderation and like just being able to let go sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I I could definitely see that. And like even in those podcasts that I would listen to, there's some people that are so like dogmatic about a specific diet or like using the specific method to be healthy. And yeah, you kind of have to, first of all, I found with myself, like have a balance of like listening to that and like just listening to like what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And also just like questioning when you hear like about this next diet that could be like used to maximize your health and like questioning if that if that fits for you because also each person's so different yeah I mean like I said before I was vegan for a bit and I would say that I was more scared of food it wasn't like to lose weight but it was just like after watching a bunch of documentaries and reading a bunch of books and articles I just kind of saw and all animal products as something like really bad and I was like I need to stay away away from that for like an environmental and just like an ethical perspective and it kind of sucked because I would go out for dinner and I'd be like scared to have these foods so I feel like I'm the same way now I'm still trying to learn how to be more balanced I'm no longer vegan but I still try to eat mostly plant-based and like I think what I've learned well for me at least it's really unsustainable to have something that's so strict because there's going to be so many social social situations where you're like out for dinner or at someone's parents house and then if you're anxious about it just like kind of ruins your night so I think if you kind of or for me at least, I've tried to learn how to be more balanced and like more open to just eating things in certain situations. And then when I'm at home, I kind of have more, or I can just like make what I want for myself and follow whatever like restrictions I want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. And I feel like I, at a certain point in time was like so nervous about certain foods that like my body preemptively like bloated eating like the food (laughs) because like I was just like not ready to digest like I feel like my body was just like I don't I don't know if that's like a scientific thing but like I feel like when I meditate like my digestion's way better but when I'm like in this like hyper aroused state like my body just isn't digesting so that also comes into like the health thing then like if you're so worried about putting like an unhealthy food in your body it's probably actually going to be harder for you to like digest it does that even make sense no it actually (laughs) totally does there's like a huge mind gut connection which I'm sure you've probably heard about it Mm -hmm. just from your profession but basically like if your gut isn't happy so like if you're eating bad foods if you have a really inflamed gut like that can definitely affect your mental health but it's also the other way around so if you're anxious about something like even think before you have a big presentation or something your stomach feels weird and like you might like have to go to the bathroom a lot or something so there definitely is it's like a two-way 
street and having a healthy mind it's definitely key to like having healthy digestion so like being less anxious and taking care of yourself like with meditation or going on walks can actually really help your digestive system which is cool (laughs) yeah I definitely want to talk more about the gut and the gut brain connection but before we do that I just wanted to ask how have you developed or fostered that balance when you're in social settings and when you're learning so much about this in school like how does it how do you balance knowing it and also just wanting to enjoy time with your friends and enjoy certain foods with your friends or like drinking and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, it definitely has like taken a while. Um, doesn't happen overnight, but I think just kind of for me, it was even just reintroducing these foods slowly and just being like, okay, I ate it. I'm fine. Like, Mm. and just realizing that you can eat it and, and just trying to let go of any guilt you have with it and I just feel like I was so anxious about it before and like of eating everything vegan just to be like the best to the environment and to like animal welfare that I could be but at some point I was starting to like take like harms on my health but yeah in terms of school and just like learning about everything that's really good for you and really bad for you something that my school does emphasize actually is like not being obsessive with things and like of like trying to help have a healthy relationship with food so I think that that's helped me as well with just realizing that it's healthier to like eat everything in moderation than to just like obsess about only eating like fruits and veggies and clean like whatever so yeah I feel like my school has actually like helped me get here that's amazing what you what I thought of when you were talking about that was like this thing I forgot where I watched it or or I think it was a documentary or something that was talking about blue zones yeah. and it was like one of the blue zones is in like it in Italy and every day they eat like carbs and like have a glass of wine like this guy who was like 110 and was like just living living yeah. and eating a lot of things that maybe conventionally or like wouldn't be as healthy but like the lifestyle like the community and all those other things that yeah. they incorporated into their lives like made their lifestyle actually like, the healthiest possible yeah I actually you're talking about the Zac Efron documentary. Oh. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about it's a good one what's it called um I don't even know let's look it up but yeah, totally. Like the blue zones are actually so cool. I think it was in Sardinia where that that blue zone is. Yeah. And like they also have like literally they have wine every night and it just shows you that having a good community, an active lifestyle, they don't drive around in cars, they like walk around their neighborhood and just like eating like yeah, they're eating pasta, but it's not like they're eating like McDonald's or something every day, you know? So it still is like fairly clean food. It's like the quality as well of the ingredients because yeah. it's like if you're using like getting a pasta that has all this processed stuff in it, like it's going to be bad for you. But if you're eating like homemade, like a small exactly. plate of pasta that has like the freshest ingredients, then mm-hmm. it's like so good for you. And the, the documentary is called Down to Earth. Everyone and watch it's it. It's really good. <laughs> it's so good. So yeah, let's get into that gut brain connection. Could you just okay. tell me a little bit? Yeah, I mean... I actually don't have any numbers off the top of my head, but there's a huge, huge percentage of your neurotransmitters that like are in your gut. So when you do feel that like butterfly in your stomach feeling, it's because you do have so many nerves there and so many neurotransmitters being released. I think it's like 90% of your serotonin, but that could be way off. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) don't quote me on that one. (laughs) But yeah, so basically... Having a healthy gut, which means basically having a non-inflamed gut, can really influence your mental health. And to do that, it it can be through things like food. So 
you want to avoid obviously a lot of processed foods um things like alcohol and coffee and then not coffee for everyone but some people and then but like wait coffee once a day or like coffee not at all coffee once a day it's fine but I feel like some people are also like sensitive to it and I mean like you can do some people are just have sensitivities to certain foods so if you do some sort of elimination diet and and determine what those are if you are having gut issues then that can actually really help your mental health as well but like I said before it works the other way so if you have a really anxious mind or like even a depressed mind which has is associated with like inflammation in your body that can like cause harm on your gut so it goes both ways like you want to have a healthy mind and a healthy gut to support both of them being healthy and happy so like doing things like Mackie said before like meditation and stuff is really important for both your mental and your gut health and vice versa like eating like really good clean like lots of veggies and whole foods will help your gut health and your mental health so it works both ways and how do people know that they are having gut issues I mean there's a lot of different things you may notice the most obvious is obviously just like having pain in your gut or like a lot of gas and bloating even just like we can get a lot of information off of people's bowel movements which is cool and then there's also like some people who don't show gut symptoms but will come in with things like a lot of brain fog and like even pain in joints and that just can indicate that there's inflammation in the body which could mean it's coming from their gut so as like an ND we would go into more of their symptoms and look at their lifestyle factors and try to determine what's going on there Mm -hmm. and you mentioned yeah eating healthy foods eating whole foods and meditating and stuff like that are there any other like gut supporting things that you would recommend just for the person who maybe doesn't want to go in doesn't think their symptoms are are big enough to go see an ND but wants to just improve their gut health overall I mean there's obviously supplements that you can take to support once like a gut condition is ruled in or out but one thing that I would say is really important for everyone's health and not everyone really gets these is just probiotics so you can get this through supplements but the best place to get it is probably through food Um, so that's eating things like sauerkraut kimchi yogurt I can't even think of any more right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think like kombucha, but it's not even that high levels of yeah, right? Yeah, but those are probably the top. The top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then another thing I would say is just fiber. So that comes from like fruits and vegetables as well as nuts and seeds. So trying to get fiber throughout your day can like help basically any gut condition. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I find this so interesting. And I remember like before I started school, I was volunteering at CAMH and I was working with kids. Um, it was like adolescents who had like very severe mental health problems and left their their high school to like do their school at CAMH. And I would go in and like help them with their homework and like offer emotional support and stuff. And I actually taught a cooking class and yeah because I've had a lot of experience my mom's super into all this like food and just healthy food and cooking um and was teaching them how to cook and every single person except for one of them had never stepped into a kitchen or cooked before and these they weren't like 10 they were like 17 18 it was it was crazy and every day I would see their lunch and they would have like Tim Hortons McDonald's every single day and And I think there's such a disconnect between food and how it affects your mental health and just even connection like in a kitchen, like the social relationships that people have as you cook and you learn to cook together. And like that's probably when I 
hang out with my mom the most is like in the kitchen and yeah I feel like it's it's a really big thing missing from the mental health space and it literally was never mentioned in my social work program so I just think it's it's an interesting thing yeah that's a really interesting point like I feel like the connection with food is really not valued in North America as a whole like I feel like when you look at European countries or like South American countries there's just so much more of a culture that surrounds food whereas here there's just such a fast food culture still and I think that people are learning more about like eating local and I I feel like people actually aren't really cooking that much for themselves still but I I just think that a lot of people do lose sight of like how much time and energy goes into cooking something and how it can kind of be like a nice meditative practice or a a nice time for connection with family members and friends and even just like connecting with your community and knowing where your food comes from is something cool and something that a lot of people at least in Toronto don't really do or or know and so I think that has been really lost in this society which is sad yeah 100% it's I think it it would make a huge difference if everyone just spent a little bit more time like connecting with people as they cooked as they ate like even with myself like I feel like after hearing like how your mental state like kind of affects your digestion I've been like looking inwardly more and if I I love to like watch tv as I eat lunch (laughs) but but when I do I feel like my like digestion isn't as good as when I'm eating dinner at the dinner table like because you're eating slower like you're actually paying attention to what you're eating and you're like talking to people and like you're happy in those like conversations yeah I mean that's something that we've learned at my school and unfortunately not something that I follow yet like I'm the same way I love watching tv when I when I eat but for sure it is super important to there is a practice actually I you might know it when you like five things you see fourth is that it yeah it's kind of like a meditative like grounding practice where you look around like in the room and you you list five things that you see five things that you feel five mm-hmm. things that you hear or like you don't have to do that many but you can just pick like a couple and it helps you like be, come back into the present moment and like feel relaxed before you're yeah. eating yeah I've heard it's like yeah beneficial to do that before you eat and then as you eat just like focusing on what you're actually tasting because so many times people just like shove things in their mouth and just mm-hmm. swallow and don't even don't even like take a second to like think about the flavors that are in their mouth or what they're smelling so doing that can actually have really good um, impacts on your health as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we definitely need to talk a little bit about like the local aspect and the difference between like getting food locally and just like other options. It's yeah, something that I'm passionate about as well, but I would love to hear like what you think about that and how it changes how, how good the food is for you. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're eating more local, you're getting things more fresh, like it hasn't traveled for X amount of days or weeks. So that's obviously good because it has more or a higher nutrient content, which will just benefit your overall health. Um, something else I think that's kind of cool about eating local is that you're eating more with the seasons. Um, and this is a big principle in TCM, which is traditional Chinese medicine. So yeah, you want to eat with the seasons in this medicine and that basically means like in the summer you'll eat more cold foods and fresh fruits and vegetables and then in the winter you move more to like potatoes and squash and like cooked brussels sprouts and just warmer more nor like they feel kind of more nourishing and homey like foods I don't even know if homey is a word (laughs) 
but but yeah I feel like when you're eating local like you're not getting like like tomatoes from Mexico in the winter so you're eating more with the seasons in your community and you're also supporting your community which is great and your local farmers and you're not supporting mega corporations that take a lot from people and animals (laughs) (laughs) yeah clearly we're both very aligned in, in that and I think I'm going to do a whole episode on the environment and like how your environment impacts your mental health and like your community and we should all be mindful of like how our actions affect that but I think for food it's like so so true and like naturally you crave like potatoes and like warm foods in the winter and you want more fresh like salads and smoothies and stuff in the summer but we're just taught because you go to the supermarket and you have access to every single thing that you can eat it whenever you want. And so we lose touch of like what we actually crave if you listen to your body and are more just like attracted by what's like in front of your face. And like it's kind of cool to just shift back into like the smaller local. Yeah, because of the benefits for yourself, for your health and for your community, like and the environment. Like it's if everyone ate from farmers markets and local, we would be in a much better place it'd solve a lot of problems it would solve a lot of problems and there is there is that whole view of like maybe you don't have the money to do it but now there's going to be there's a lot more initiatives to make it affordable and as well like if more people support that then the prices can go down and and also like you save a lot of medical bills if you're if you're eating fresh food yeah i guess it's free health in, in canada but i mean like your health Probably Your health will thank listeners. you. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, for sure. It will just like, yeah, you'll live longer. You'll live healthier. You won't have as many medical issues, hopefully, down the line. And it's just good for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Eat local. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people would probably be wondering, like, what are some of the top health tips that you have? Like, what are the mm. things that you do on your on a daily basis, whether it is food or supplements or, like, lifestyle? What is it that you kind of like to do on a daily basis to support your health okay I wake up and I have a huge jar of water (laughs) number one stay (laughs) hydrated Um, yeah but I literally drink water I feel like you're the same like all day every day I always have to have water with me it just helps you in so many ways so that's tip number one tip number two is get your sleep I feel like sleep is also something that's really overlooked and it literally is so important for your health, your mental health. Try to get like at least seven, eight hours a night um, and try to avoid watching TV before bed so you get good qual. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a a brief little conversation about this because I feel like sleep is so important and especially related to mental health. Sleep is so key and like not watching TV before bed what are some other ways that you support and like what are the realistic sort of like limits that you kind of set for yourself yeah I mean I'm still watching tv every night (laughs) but I love tv uh, we both like literally love tv so yeah I I love tv so what I've tried to do this year is I don't bring the tv or like my laptop into my bedroom so I used to watch tv downstairs and then go upstairs and just like fall asleep watching tv whereas now I'll watch a show downstairs go upstairs like have a nice skincare routine, kind of get mellowed down and then I'll like read or something if I'm still awake and like not sleepy yet. So yeah, that's one tip. Another tip would be to use like blue light glasses or set your phone on nighttime mode just to help reduce the amount of blue light you're getting. 
Um, and then a third is kind of like the skincare thing I just said, like try to find some sort of way to like meditate or just like wind down before bed. So I personally like doing like a gua sha, like skincare massage before bed, but you could even do just gentle stretching or journaling or whatever you personally like. Yeah, I I've been trying to read before bed, but don't get a book that's like too intense because no. that's what I've <laughs> I've had the problem with is like I keep getting like really like amazing books, but they're just like very heavy and yeah. that's not what I want before bed either. But I, I have fully seen a difference between like when I take half an hour, an hour before bed without TV mm-hmm. and when I just send it and yeah. watch TV till really late. It's actually crazy. Yeah. So try doing that. Yeah. Okay. I've heard a thing about like sleeping earlier in the night is better for you than like getting sleep in the morning. Is that a real thing or is that something I'm just making up? It kind of is a real thing. I actually don't know much about the research, but your cortisol wave, so that's like your stress hormone and what kind of gives you the energy burst in the morning, usually peaks, I want to say, like around like six or seven. So you want to be waking up like right after or as it's peaking because that just like gives you the energy for the morning. And then at night, like you just kind of want to ride with your cortisol waves. Your bo- you're kind of like listening to your body more, but just with all these like with all the technology and like staying up late it can like it's just like you're kind of going against your hormones you're not working with them so yeah going to bed early because um also as cortisol goes down at night you get more melatonin like earlier in the night so you kind of want to take advantage of that because that gives you a good deep sleep Mm -hmm. I've also heard that if you go outside during the day it affects the melatonin in your brain Mm -hmm. as well so if you go outside like first thing in the morning like it's like like look at the sun without sunglasses on I don't know if I recommend that one don't stare at the sun but like look look out into the sky yeah no I've I actually don't know the science or research on that too but I have heard that and it makes sense like go out in the morning get some nice sunlight on your skin and on your not too much on your skin but just a little just a little and in your eyes and even just like walk around like I feel like you did this um it's nice to like walk barefoot on grass. Yeah, I, I, did, I was like so heavy into all this stuff a bit ago, yeah. but now I've, I've kind of stopped, but I should get back into it in the summer. But going outside um, and yeah. stepping barefoot and then getting like the sun in my eyes at the same time. Um, and also just if you look out into the distance, apparently that like lowers your anxiety mm. because when your eyes are like focused, staring at like one fixed point, it's like when your adrenaline, like your fight or flight is on because like right. if the line was running towards you, you'd be staring at it. Right. Oh, so that cool. tells your brain like this is focused, like fight, like intense mode. And then if you look out into the distance and you don't see anything, you're like relaxing your body. Yeah. Cause like back in the day, we'd look out into the distance, like chill once there wasn't yeah. a lying around. So yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> All these many facts, but wait, <laughs> tell them a little bit about uh, how like good grounding is good for you. Oh yeah. Um, honestly, I just think it's a really nice way. Even like a couple of years ago when people said ground yourself, I was like, I really don't know what you mean. Like, But now I just find like sometimes I'll get caught up in my day, like I'll be really stressed about something or not even stressed, but just like distracted and not really like I'm not really connected with myself or like what's going on around me. So I feel like just stepping on grass and like feeling like it's usually a bit wet and cold in the morning. And so you kind of just you're able to reflect on where you are. It's almost like a meditative practice. And it kind of just brings you back down to earth and grounds you (laughs) and kind of just like relaxes your mind and um yeah I would say it's almost like a form of meditation 
I love that. Everyone step outside right now and take <laughs> off your shoes. And everyone get barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, you were saying before the healthy habits and I interrupted to oh. talk about sleep. So what's something else? Another lifestyle. I already forgot what I said. So I said. You said um, you get up, you drink a lot of water oh, throughout yeah. the day and then sleep. Okay. The third one I'll say is, well, I'll just like add like get like grounding yourself and finding a way to ground yourself so whether that's walking barefoot on grass or just like taking like five minutes to meditate just finding something that you can use to to just help like relieve your stress and keep you grounded is important but another tip I would give sorry I keep going down if I'm getting quiet (laughs) um is just eating like whole foods so even though I kind of said and eating in moderation, so like you don't want to focus just and like get stressed if you have a candy bar or something, but just like try to have the majority of your diet coming from whole foods. So we kind of say like it's like the perimeter of the grocery store and not when you go into the aisles and there's a bunch of like packaged crackers and chips and whatever. So you want to try to shop and just like get like, yeah, like fruits, vegetables, meats, eggs, you know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah, and I think if you eat a whole foods diet, you can't really go wrong. Amazing. So yeah, I feel like uh, an important thing to kind of touch on and just sort of going along with like the theme of the episode, if you're someone who's trying to be healthier, you're trying to kind of use what you've learned today or like what you know about eating healthy and and applying it to your life, but maybe someone who also struggles with their body, with like the way that they feel around food, what's kind of a good tip that you have in in viewing food more positively and yeah feeling like it can be a tool I mean people's relationships with food can be like a really sensitive thing and something that's really hard to change but you definitely can change it something that I think is really good is intuitive eating so basically that means just listening to your body and eating what you feel like so you don't want like like I said before you don't want to like just stuff your face with like McDonald's because you feel like McDonald's every day Mm but more just trying to see like what foods you gravitate towards and like eating when you're hungry and listening to your hunger cues. And you kind of mentioned this before, like when you start doing that, like you don't all only like focus on like your weight, but you might start focusing on how you feel. So you might feel really crappy after you eat a lot of sugar or ice cream. And then you might feel really good when you eat like a well-balanced meal. So Listening to your body, I think, is really important. I know that's like really oversaid in the wellness community, but I think it can be really, really healing to people's relationships with food. There's actually like people on Instagram and I know there's like therapists and coaches who specialize in getting people to like let go of diet culture and eat more intuitively, which I think can be really helpful if it is something that you struggle with. Do you have any of those accounts that you recommend? I actually only know one girl. Can I say her name? Yeah, yeah. You know her too. Yeah, it's Lindsay Fine. Oh. Let me see what her yeah, Insta yeah. handle is. That's amazing because, yeah, it's it's really hard to get past that hurdle and to feel, like, yeah. more comfortable with with food. Whoa, intuitive eating coach, Lindsay Fine. Yeah, everyone go follow yeah. her. F-E-I-N. She's really nice. She's building a program. I've actually met with her, but she's building a program on intuitive eating right now, so check her out if that's something you're interested in. Amazing. Well, yeah, it's always nice to get, like, some 
some people to follow and people who can help you with this kind of thing because it is also so important to get help in this kind of situation mm-hmm. and if you're going through an eating disorder or feeling like you're you have disordered eating behavior it's like first of all look on Instagram get the free resources but also get help if you need it and it, it can be a really hard thing to get past but it's definitely possible so it's yeah. worth it to, to yeah. invest in that so any other things that you want to add yeah. what's what's your favorite meal Oh, my favorite meal. I feel like lately in the summer, I love tacos. Mm. So getting like a good corn tortilla and then just, yeah, (laughs) fish tacos, make like doing like a grilled whatever fish I have and yeah, putting anything in there. You can put some sauerkraut, some like sprouts, some different guac, all those good things. Mm. That's my favorite right now. What about you? Other than tacos. No, I want to say tacos. Let me give give me a second. (laughs) This is just like a classic of mine, but like Thai food. I love Thai food. Yeah. Like maybe a nice fresh spring roll in the summer with some (laughs) shrimp and veggies and a nice peanut sauce. Delicious. Amazing. Okay. Well, the last question that I ask everybody is if you're having a bad day, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, what's something that you do to make yourself feel better? I would say, I don't know if this one's been said before, so I apologize if it has been, but I would say just getting outside for a walk, whether it be just like by yourself, if you need some alone time or you call up a friend and you're like, I just need to go for a walk. I honestly think I've never felt bad after a walk. So go get your steps in. I love that. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye. All right.